Welcome to the Crystal Sparks Podcast. We are so glad you are here. Our one goal of this podcast is to grow your faith and help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now here's Crystal Sparks. So what does it mean to be a Christian in today's times? I am amazed at how many of you ask about this all the time, whether it's messages on my Instagram, uh, comments on my YouTube channel, uh, private messages on my Facebook account. You guys are asking the question, what does it look like to be a Christian in today's times? And really, truly, the Bible tells us very clearly in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 8, and I love the way that the Passion Translation talks about it. And so we're going to talk about those six different things today. And so the first thing that that scripture tells us about is that we have unstoppable faith. I love this, that God has called us to have unstoppable faith. So many of us are really great at starting believing for things, but we're not really good at seeing it through. In my quiet time the other day, I was praying and just spending time with God. And God told me this, I want more of my people to not just be great starters, but I need my people to be great finishers. Because I think so many of us, like we're really great on believing for something on day one, but how good are we on day 10? Or how about year 20? It's believing God no matter what. I say this all the time, but I'll say it again. I think true faith does not have an expiration date. True faith says, God, no matter how long it takes, I will continue to believe. I love in Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible, to some, they would call that the, the hall of fame of people faith, right? And I love that there's a scripture there that says, these who died still believing to receive the promise, although they did not receive it. In other words, they crossed into heaven, not seeing everything that God had promised them, but they still believed no matter what. And I love that because they knew that even though they had seen God do great things, they knew that there was so much more. And what does it mean to really be a Christian? I think it means that we don't have ups and downs. Like sure we have good days and bad days, but at the end of it all, we have a faith that's unstoppable. There's a scripture that is so good and it's in Hebrews chapter 7 and I love this in the Passion Translation. It says this, and now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. This is where we find strength and comfort for he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time and unshakable hope. You know, I think it's so good about that scripture is it's letting us know that God has already given us everything and all we have to do is run to him and just believe and in in that place when we're in him we receive the comfort we receive the strength that we need to have an unstoppable faith see a promise delayed is not a promise denied and maybe you've been waiting for a really long time but I think what it means to be a Christian is believing no matter what Paul died a martyr's death. Uh, Peter died a martyr's death. And I love this so much because even at the very end of their life, even though they died for the sake of Christ, their faith was unstoppable. It was unshakable regardless of circumstances or situation. The second thing that I think it means to be a Christian is powerful preaching. The scripture tells us this in 2 Corinthians 8. 
And it says that we have powerful preaching. And I know some of you are going, I'm not a preacher. There's no way I could stand up and preach. Well, let me read you this out of Revelations 12:11. It says that we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I want to tell you that every single one of you have a story to share. And every single one of you, your story will unlock somebody else's story. What does it mean to be a Christian? It means that we are powerful in our declaration about what God has done. I love the story of the woman at the well in the Bible. And I love that whenever her life got changed, Jesus commanded her to go into the village and to tell everyone what God had done. And what I think is powerful about that is that the whole city came out. And the Bible says that whole day the city was saved. I want to tell you that maybe your coworkers, maybe your family, they're not waiting on this big act of God, but instead they are waiting for you to share your testimony. They're waiting for you to talk about the goodness of God. And I think as we are powerful in our preaching and are powerful of our telling of our testimony, many lives will be changed. The third thing that it talks about in 2 Corinthians 8, 7 is revelation knowledge, that we are to be growing in revelation knowledge. Romans 12, 2 says that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. See, I believe that there's something that happens when we don't just hear the word of God, but we begin to study the word of God for ourselves. What does it mean to be a Christian? I believe that it's not just um, going to God's word on Sunday morning, but I believe it's spending time in God's word by revelation knowledge of studying it out, finding out more about what God says in his word. I love, I'm on a pursuit right now and I started a Bible study group on Facebook and um, I'm actually going to turn it into a Genesis study guide that's going to be coming out soon. And in this group, I I opened it up to some people. I thought maybe 12 people would want to study the Bible with me. Almost 400 people signed up in just a few days. And what's incredible is we are studying scripture and we're understanding it better. We're not just reading through it, but we're looking for revelation knowledge. And as we do that, we're memorizing scripture as well. See, memorizing scripture is powerful because when you memorize scripture, you are memorizing the mind of God. When you begin to memorize scripture, you begin to grow in revelation and knowledge of who God is above all else. What does it mean to be a Christian? Number four is passionate devotion. Second Corinthians 8, 7 says, see, I believe passionate devotion means this, is that our time with God isn't a box that we check or a religious have to. It's not a duty or an obligation. I hear people say, well, I have to go do this. And I'll just say that have you ever had somebody show up to something with you and you can tell that they're just there because they feel obligated and they have an attitude about it. They're in and they're out. They get there as late as they can and then they leave as quick as they can. And I thought about that the other day and I thought that's a way most of us treat God. We come in and we spend just enough time to be able to check the box to be able to say that we do it. But I love in 2 Corinthians 8, 7 in the Passion Translation, it says that we're growing in our passionate devotion. In other words, spending time with God isn't something I have to do. It's something that I get to do. And in that, that's when your relationship with God begins to flourish. Number five, it says that we grow in sharing our love. In sharing love. See, so often we look at the 1% about people that we don't like and we give it 100% of our attention. And because of that, they could have 99 other things that are really great, but all we think about is the one thing. And I believe what Jesus has called us to do is focus on 1% 
100% that we do like about people and give it 100% of our focus. Find something that we love about them. Find something that we can praise them for. I love... Um, Philippians 4.8, if there's anything that's noble, anything that's praiseworthy, anything that's good, think on these things. What if we begin to share our love with other people by focusing on the good that's happening in their life and not just the bad? I love in Matthew 25.40, Jesus says, that which you've done for the least of these, you've done for me. See, Jesus takes it very personally how we treat people. And I think that we have 53% of our nation not in church because most Christians aren't good at this one thing. They're not good at sharing love. What if the church became the most loving and accepting and embracing organization? See, I think that we should lead the way in our love. Um, See, God loves people that you don't know and God loves people that you don't like. And so it's time for us to begin to change the way we see our world. What does it mean to be a Christian? It means that you love people who don't believe like you, that don't uh, live like you, and that you don't like, right? And when we begin to do those things and love them right where they're at, then all of a sudden God is able to change. Sometimes I think we just need to resign from being Holy Ghost Junior and and thinking that we have to change everyone. It is not your job to change people. It is only your job to love people. The sixth thing it tells us that we're supposed to be growing in is in our generosity, in our giving. I love this so much. You know, there's three things I want to tell you about uh, living a generous lifestyle. Um, Number one, generous people always see opportunities to bless others. Generous people always see opportunities to bless others. Proverbs 22 verse 9. He who has a generous eye will be blessed. What if we begin to live our lives looking around for somebody to do something nice for? What if we went through the Starbucks line and just purposely looked for somebody to encourage, looked for somebody to build up? Uh, Number two, I believe that generous, generous Generosity is a way of thinking, and you will find yourself of thinking your ways to bless people. And Isaiah 32 verse 8 says, a generous man desires to do good things. See, I think once we live a life of generosity, it becomes the way that we think. We can't help but think of ways to give to people. We can't help but think. It's, it begins to change the way we think, and in turn, it changes the way that we see, right? And the third thing is, is I believe that generosity brings stability. In Isaiah 32, verse 8, again, it says, By generosity you shall stand. Isn't that so good? So when we're generous, all of a sudden it brings a newfound stability to our entire lives. Instead of everything being all about us, now it begins to be all about others. So those are the six things that I think it means to be a Christian. And I'm going to read that scripture for you out of the Passion Translation. It says this, You do well and excel in every respect in unstoppable faith in powerful preaching in revelation knowledge in your passionate devotion and in sharing the love we have shown to you so make sure that you excel in grace-filled generosity what does it mean to be a christian i think if we started doing those six things then we couldn't build a church big enough we couldn't stop all that god would do in our nation because here's the thing is that god's got a big plan for our nation and our world and it starts with us so let's start living out those six things thank you so much for listening to today's content If you would like to further connect with Crystal, text the keyword CRYSTAL to 33733 and follow the prompts. We are so thankful you are a part of our community. Let's do something awesome for God this week.